Well, good morning, everybody. I want to welcome you all to the Andy and Amanda Monday. Well, it's actually, it's not Monday. It's Monday morning here in, in our Los Angeles studios. We have a cloudy, rainy day, much needed rain, but something we don't get a lot of here, and it's a pleasure to see it. And uh, it is the Monday morning Andy and Amanda program. We are all set and getting ready to do our show today for the week. This is the first of our Monday, Wednesday, and Friday show. Waiting for Amanda Love to join us in the UK, and I'm sure she'll be with us momentarily. We do join the the USA and the UK together for 90 minutes of oh fun time discussion about the news and headlines and what's going on in your life and what's going on in our life. Our phone number to get on the show is... Ready? Take this down. Don't forget this number, 515-605-9888. That gets you into our show, and uh, we look forward to uh, to having conversations with you, and we hope you enjoy listening to our conversations and discussion. There's a lot to uh, to go over. Of course, on Mondays, we're going to cover the news of the weekend. We have a special guest joining us as well, and uh, we're going to be, uh, you know, we're going to be, you know, all about that, and uh Waiting for our co-host here, Amanda Love, to join the show, and um, she'll be with us in just a couple of minutes. So how was your weekend, everybody? I'm hoping you had a good time, and, and we're out. I know the COVID numbers are flattening. This is not a, this is not indicative of it being over, but I think people being more careful and people being vaccinated and, and, and so forth, and, and that combination is, is really driving down the, uh, the numbers here. I don't think it's... Uh, it's any indication that the um, that the crisis is is waning. Uh, I think we're going to have some some more time on this, uh, and we're going to see what uh, we're going to see what happens. In oh, who's that number coming in? That's on the wrong phone line. Five. It's our phone line is five one five six zero five nine eight 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 to join the show. We hope to uh, hear from you. But anyway, as I was saying, the the COVID numbers are uh, are. You know, it's they're coming down. They're flat. They're flattening. They're flattening. The uh, t- well, it's, it's it's early on Monday. Uh, our new deaths today in COVID is are 66 in the USA. Um, uh, yesterday, the total amount of deaths was 629. Two days ago, there were 1,037. Just a few months ago, we were reading numbers of you know, 4,000 and and more. Um, let's see what we're doing here. Going on today's agenda. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Who do we have here? Mm-hmm. Good morning. Who do we have here? Uh, this is author J.M. Pozon. I thought it was you. I thought it was you. Good morning. How are you doing? Thank you for joining the show this morning. My goodness. Yeah, great to have you aboard. Hi, where, where are you? Are you're, you're on the East Coast, am I right? Yes, I am. I'm in. Uh, I'm actually in Michigan. I'm in Michigan. I have a big family in Michigan, big family in, in north of Detroit, in uh, Oakland County. Okay, so I got to ask the question, U of M fam or Spartan? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I am not from Michigan. Uh, uh, I say, let, me, let me ask my wife. Wait a minute. I better get this one right. <laughs> the, uh, um, but uh, I guess, which one's in Ann Arbor? That one. That would be U of M, Maze and Blue. There we go. Is that, is that the right answer? <laughs> yes, I, I am a I am a U of M fan. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Um yeah, the um 
we, my, I've got, you know, my in-laws and, you know, big, big family in Michigan. I, I'm in the West Coast there now. I, I don't get there. I haven't been there in quite a while, but we used to go for, you know, some of the holidays and visiting and, and my kids have 25 first cousins there, that kind of thing, you know, big family out there. So it's been, been I, love, I love it. Who would ever think, who would ever think that, that, you know, I've been, having been to Michigan so often and traveled, the state's beautiful. I mean, you know, Traverse City, Sleeping Bear Dunes, you know, Port Huron, and there's so much to do and travel and see, camp. I mean, it's, it's really great. I got to tell you a funny story. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, here, here we go. You, um, that I, when I was, you know, uh, young and single, oh, those are the days. No, when I was young and, and single, um, <laughs> And I remember leaving a, I'm from Philadelphia. Uh, I remember, you know, with a real good friend of mine since I was got, actually this friend of mine was my brother's friend when I was a toddler. And as I got older, we became real good friends. And to this day, so we've known each other our whole lives practically. So we're leaving this, this bar in Philadelphia uh, out one night and I'm walking down the street towards our car. And, I'm, and I said, you know, Ford, you know, it's really interesting. And he's like, what, you know, we're, we're meeting women. We're having fun. I had a girlfriend, all these, you know, it's a wonderful life here meeting, you know, going out and seeing, but what, what if here we are now? And like, like this perfect miss, right? Like this perfect woman exists right now in the world. And she's like in, and she's like in, in, in like Michigan. Well, I ended up marrying a girl from Michigan. <laughs> what, what would happen if I said Butte, Montana? <laughs> You know? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, well, it's a pleasure know, having you. I'm a believer in the uh, law of from... attraction. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes two of us. I'm telling you. Um, you're, you're from uh, – you are from um, Michigan. Is that right? You're from – is that your hometown? Or... <laughs> yes, I am from Michigan. Uh, I lived in Cali for a few, but, yes, my hometown is Michigan. Well, great. Well, welcome aboard the Andy and Amanda show. I'm not sure where Amanda is. I really don't know. She might be lost. She's she's eight thousand miles away, and we, you know, I try to find her. I put out the radar for her out here. I don't know where I don't know where Amanda is, but um, hey, it's you and I. You know what I mean? Like, welcome aboard. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you guys for having me again. Appreciate that. It, it, it's great having you. It's great having you with us today or with with on the show. We are. Um, we have followers and listeners in 15 countries around the world who are who are chiming in on our conversation. Hello, everybody. Um, welcome aboard. And uh, you know, so we we spend um, you know the whole globe in several time zones, and um, and the show is growing. It's great having this audience. We're also um, after this live show, um, we have a significant population around the world that downloads our podcast, of, which is this show. Really, it's a radio show that turns into a podcast. I don't really know how it works, but anyway. Um, this show becomes a podcast and it's distributed by our heart radio and iTunes and so many other distributors. And we thank them all. Um, and, uh, it gives our, you know, the listenership of the show, although you can't call in on the podcast, you can call in right now at 515-605-9888 and join the conversation. But, um, we have a significant population that listens to the show via podcast, which is terrific all around the world. It's pretty cool. So, oh, that um, is awesome. You have some books, you have some poetry, you have, I mean, your career, I was just looking at, as to what your, your background is and what your accomplishments are as an author and a poet. Do tell, yes. do, do tell, it's exciting. So I, do, I do a little bit of everything. Uh, I am a four-time award-winning author, self-published author. Um, so I kind of first came out with my romance novel and then from there I did 
three poetry books. Um, I was just recently featured in the New York Times and LA Tribune. Um, and I won an award for my last one, um, Stardust, which is a poetry book. Um, and it's about women empowerment. And so it was dubbed by the urban reader as a spiritual catharsis in written words. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, wow. We're, we're just uh, uh, just so our listeners know they can get this book or look into it uh, further. Where's is it uh, on Amazon or, or the usual usual book yes. outlets? Is that? Yeah. Um, so it's on Amazon. I'm in Barnes and Noble. Um, all the usual suspects. <laughs> there we go. And when 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 was that? Is that your most recent publication? Is that is that the book that came out most recently? Yeah. So that one and Pasture Food are my two most recent poetry books. I actually did a double release where I released both of them at the same time, and that was uh, I would say like three months ago where I released mm. both of them. Mm. I released both of those. Um, I, I do every. I write a little bit of everything. I'm currently um, right now. Uh, I'm writing screenplays, so I'm moving over into the acting realm. Like I've been doing acting. I did my first movie last year. Um, what movie was that? Did... Congratulations! Wow, what was that? Yes. Uh, so I did uh, Match Made, um, mm-hmm. which will be in theaters this November, and mm-hmm. I'm also um, working on a couple other movies. And my latest, the one that we're filming right now, is called Love and Fate, which will be on Vimo and Amazon Prime. Um, yeah, so I'm like really trying to get into all of the outlets. I want to do it all. Um, but I really enjoy the screenwriting. I still love wow. the book, but I love the screenwriting. I have a question for you because you're, you're doing this and you've done it. And we've talked about this in the show previously with with other guests. Uh, we've had authors on and folks who, you know, for pilots who've written books that are exciting that they want to get turned into movies or TV shows. The process of writing a screenplay and then presenting it and getting it produced, that, that's one heck of a, of a trip, isn't it? That's, that's one heck oh, of a road to yes. go down. It is. <laughs> like, well, you know that you, it's so many several drafts and rewrites that you're going to go through, and that's mm-hmm. even before you start to even look at, like, pitch tables and, uh, like, put, putting it together and all of the it's, – it's a lot that goes into it. It's a lot of work. But, um, yeah, I guess I'm one of those crazy – I'm a masochist, I guess. <laughs> a glutton for punishment. <laughs> Oh geez. So so when you're writing a screenplay, um, is it based on a book, or is it or is it just you know out of the gate a screenplay for a, a production, a, a film production? So the three that I have, because I, I currently have three that I've written out, um, they were all original content, original ideas. However, the one that I want to do, my first one, which was that uh, that novel book, I do want to look into turning that into a film in the future. Oh. Well, how would you classify your work, your, your written work? And so what, what, what oh. genre, what, where does it come from? Where, where, is it, where does it live in terms of, you know, subject, material, uh, philosophical roots and so forth? What would um, you say? I think it's a little bit of everything. I did grow up um, a major fan of philosophy. And another thing that I was really into, don't hold it against me, but I had this really strange infatuation with Greek mythology growing up. It was the weirdest thing. The world began with several primordial beings. First came Chaos, then Gaia, Earth, and finally Eros, Love. 
From Gaia there came Uranus, Heaven, who both created the Titans. Uranus disliked his children and locked them deep within the Earth. Gaia, oh, sick no. of having her children, mm, yeah, sure. made that. Um, and just like overall philosophy, um, like Stardust, for example, um, again, it's poetry, it's poems about um, women empowerment, but it's more so I ask these women to envision themselves as these bright stars up in heaven and that we were magically brought down to earth. And in this mm. transition, like we were too bright to look upon. So we had to shed all of that, that star energy and we were then blanketed in like flesh and skin and in that transition that we forgot that we were made of light and energy that were so much more than just flesh and bone. Um, mm. And it's always like this call to action prompting people to look at their self as spiritual beings and outside of this realm. Wow. Exciting. Wow. Wow. It is, um, what, what got you into it? What, what was your, when you first, you know, you have a, as a matter of fact, it must have been for your first project, um, you know, get coming from having not a published work to suddenly you're a published author. Wow. You know, what a, what a breakthrough. Um, what, what was your motivation? What, what, what did you see is I, I got it. What was your drive? What was your commitment to say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to pursue this. This is who I am. And, and what do you, what do you think, you know, what was your, within you that made it all, made this happen? See, like, I think that I started writing at a very young age, um, you know, but in grade school, it was always, you know, I kept a journal, a diary, and it was just like all of these things that I kind of put down onto paper. And then I was like, well, you know, what if I did something with it? And like, what if I put it out for other people? Cause I'm so, I'm sure a lot of the things that I go through, it's got to be at least somebody out there that's going through the exact same thing. And maybe this will help them. And so, like, that was my initial motivation. And so, like, uh, that's what I did. I just took, like, I basically had a couple books or, you know, written just, like, in diary form and journals. And I just one day, it's like, you know what, I'm going to type it up. I'm going to do it. I'm going to turn it into a book. Fantastic! What what an adventure! What an and the uh, and the latest uh, Stardust is a is a book. Uh, it's is it, would you say poetry for the most part or? Yes, poetry. It's yeah. poetry. Well, mm, mm. so um, and and that's not your yet. You didn't start as a poet, or did you? Did you? Is that? Um, yeah, I, I wrote poetry. I wrote stories. Like um, I mm-hmm. often get acts. Like a lot of times people are like, yeah, you do the acting, you do the, the screenwriting, you do the books. Would you consider yourself more of a writer than you would like an actress or a screenwriter per se? And like I tell everyone all the time, I'm a storyteller, like in, in any medium that it takes, you know, so I don't care what medium it takes on. I just love telling stories and like even with the acting it's just another medium to do so. The screenwriting is a medium to tell stories, even poetry. You're telling a story. So I would just like classify myself as like a storyteller. That's wonderful. It's wonderful to hear. So it's going well so far. Things are going well. Did you get up to LA? Yeah, Did you come yeah. out here for, for anything happening uh, uh, in terms of production here that you've been involved with? Um, not yet. I actually mm-hmm. have a couple things on the table that I cannot speak about just yet, but I'm going to cross I, my I fingers. I know how that is. Um, I, I'm, I'm in LA. I know, I know how that is. 
Yeah. Um, but actually, I'm actually really excited. Um, so God willing, uh, yeah, everything plays out the way that it's supposed to. We've, we've had uh, several folks in, in, from production and actors. We had Mark Lester on from the film Oliver, if you remember, and we've had some other, some actors and um, uh, people in production on the show. We've, we've kind of, uh, it's been a really intriguing and um, interesting and informative conversation. Um, just the whole, because we're getting various you know, glimpses of, of how the business works, being on it, not just as an industry, but actually being yeah. involved day to day. What's it like on set? How are these things happen? How are these things written? Who gets to do it? How do you get to do it? And it's been fascinating. I mean, um, it's been great. And we've almost the show's almost taken a, a focus on, on that industry in the past couple of weeks. Amanda is with us now. Um, I am. I Hello, she, sweetheart. Hey, how are <laughs> you doing? Hello, darling. But, I'm so sorry to arrive late like this. Oh, my goodness. Talk about technical I, issues. I, I imagine not to make you jealous, but I've been enjoying having Jay and Posen to myself here. So if you want to just... Uh, oh, can... that's okay. No, I can, I can leave you guys to it. That's no problem. <laughs> How are you doing, sweetheart? You doing good, both of you? I am good. Thank you. How are you this morning? I'm, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> yes, my afternoon. I'm doing good. Thank you, darling. Yeah, just, uh, I get frustrated when I'm, I'm struggling to get on the show. Poor Andy must think, where's that bloody Amanda again? Where's she turning you know, up? My <laughs> wife. You know what I mean? You can't take her anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Too bad. You have no choice. No, she's my, yeah, Amanda and I, uh, Amanda's, uh, I'm, I'm Amanda's internet husband and she's my internet wife. We've never met. <laughs> I know. It's, it's a crazy situation, but it's fun. It, it, it is crazy. And the, and the person who put us together, uh, his name's Cornell Butler. He's in Delaware. Uh, and he, he put okay. the show together, and and neither one of us have ever met Cornell. So go figure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the three of us take it on pure faith that we're going to be a great team, and we seem to make it work, don't we, guys? <laughs> it, it, it's done it with two, yes. 274 episodes of, of Coast to Coast. Um, uh, now, wow. And, and uh, yeah, and we've we've had, a, as I said earlier, we've had a lot of great guests, fun conversation, fun audio, you know, c- comedic things that we've had a lot of fun with regarding, you know, politics and figures and the news and so forth. It's been a blast. It's been a lot of fun. A lot of work, but a lot of fun. We, we, we do enjoy it. Yeah. We really so I'm, sorry, uh, I'm sorry to rudely step into the conversation midway you like this, my darling. I really am. You know, I've uh, you know, I've got a list of things in front of me for our beautiful guest. Congratulations on being voted most beautiful guest. And um, yeah, I, I don't know what I've missed, but uh, I, I you missed a lot. I I tell you, you missed you missed a lot. Oh, I have. You know, she, oh, uh-huh. okay. It's been okay. Yeah, anyway, no, anyway, no, but, <laughs> um, no, go, go ahead, Amanda. I know you had some questions, and we're looking forward to having J.M. Posen with us today. That is our guest, author, poet, actor, screenwriter, and it's a pleasure having J.M. Posen on the Andy and Amanda show today. Again, if you want to chime in, the conversation, the number is 515-605-9888. Amanda, I know you had some questions. Go ahead. I won't, you know, can, let me, let's, let's have a conversation here. I I, I don't want to steal your line, mm-hmm. darling. I know you're having a wonderful time right now. <laughs> I, I, I have, I, I, I was really getting into this. You know, I was going to get in front yeah. of you. Know, you, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to yeah. break that vibe. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. right. Well, first of all, accept my apologies for, for being so late, sweetheart. I have been expecting you. Um, it's wonderful mm-hmm. to have you with us. And as I said, I don't know what you've covered so far. Um, but, you know, I was so intrigued by 
the, the kind of things that you've done and especially being an author and um you know your whole passion for that and uh, i've seen that you you know you do some uh, actress work as well and um but the, the whole poetry and uh writing novels and that that's so inspiring to me um i like to write some poems here and there I'm, I'm more of a songwriter than i am a poet so i can relate to the whole poetry thing um yes. but reading some of the books that you've um you've put out there so you've got setting fire to the darkness whiskey for the wounded passion fruit stardust uh from heaven to to earth we fall is that correct yeah so that's that's absolutely amazing like i saw glimpses of some of the pages that you've you've put out there and it's, it's so deep and inspiring and um I see that you're you're quite a, a spiritual woman who you know you, you believe in empowerment. Um, I just wondered if you could express in your own beautiful way um, what inspires you to to write about those things. So uh, I'll go. Um, I know I talked touched on it a little bit, but to go in depth with Stardust, I had yeah. just come off of a like really bad breakup. And so oh. we all, we as women, we all know that we've had one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was sort of like this thing where it wasn't even the worst part of it for me. It wasn't the fact that I had lost this individual. It was that I had lost myself inside of this person. Mm. And yeah. so I had started off on this journey to find myself again. Yeah. And so, like, that is um, how Stardust. Um, originally happened and then like in this you know in this journey I had like this sort of epiphany <laughs> and I was okay. like you know what this is great I need to yes. share this with other women <laughs> yeah um yeah so it's just like it, I think I, I think one of the quotes in the book it says you know as women we tend to love so wholeheartedly that yes. we it's so easy for us to get lost in someone else's orbit and we forget that we are the stars to light up the night sky Oh, absolutely. That's beautiful. Um, I love the way you eloquently put that across. And um, I think it's so so very true. We do. Um, Andy, not to make you feel uncomfortable, you being a guy. <laughs> no, I'd love to be uncomfortable so, as a guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All oh, right. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I can relate to what you're saying, sweetheart. I mean, um, like you said, many of us have been there and you do. You do tend to lose yourself in, in, in that aspect. And I think uh, I, I gotta say one thing. You know what I gotta say? I, I was talking to somebody last night about this. A lot of guys yeah. are jerks. God, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed <laughs> to be part of the species. You know what Aww. I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I, 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 as a male myself, and I, I, most uh, most of the, I, my friends through my life have always been women. We should always get credit for that. Don't let anyone ever take it away. <laughs> anyway, no, they really have been. Seriously, I don't know why that is, but it's just been that way. Um, as a matter of fact, in, in, in wanting to to go out with um, with a girl, quite often I get the response, "You want to date me? You're like my sister." <laughs> but anyway, but I, but I, I've. That's why I just want to interject that that I understand that, and and I, I've I've been hearing I've heard so many stories about guys and what they've done and how they behave, and you got to you just scratch your head sometimes. But anyway, go ahead, Amanda. I know I just had to say that. That's okay. So <laughs> I think it, it can go to a, a really long, deep debate about you know men versus women. And perhaps I got a little bit lucky to get three. A lot of presidents have had none. You know, how they're raised with their emotions and things like that. So I'm sure that plays a huge part in, you know, their upbringing. Everything starts from when we're kids, right? You know, the things that we're ingrained with, uh, empowered with. 
and they they set in stone within us and so you know we we end up creating a life or reality based on everything that we've been taught and, and conditioned with so you know for the, the whole masculine um aspect for men you know they, they want to be this figure for women and they enjoy being that part um and for women we like that em- emotional balance we like to feel nurtured needed and loved but also at the same time we want that reliable um that that safety that strength um that you can get from the opposite sex right so i'm worried about that of all ages i get it so yeah. it's quite often that battle right between the sexes and in, in trying to well, meet on that level like for me it's not even about pinning women against men it's no. more so about pairing empowering them to love themselves because yes. i think it's like if we can love ourselves and we set that as our prerequisite right i believe that a lot of times we accept the love that we think that we deserve so if we think low of ourselves we're going to accept things that we would not accept if we truly loved ourselves and yeah. i think it's like a it's a quote in there that says if you love yourself enough you'll never let anybody enter your life and love you any less. Yes. Yes, that's beautiful. And I agree with that. And I think, you know, Joe, I've noticed is that so many of us are on that that path, that journey right now, even myself. Um I've come to a place in my life where all the focus seems to be on me. Everything in my life is reflecting and mirroring back to me. Hey Amanda, pay attention. It's about you now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that scares a lot of us, right? We, we're actually scared to face ourselves and, and, you know, go deeper and see what it is that's um, been an issue for ourselves, where we've been lacking, where we've been um, needing to shine that spotlight on that says, hey, okay, so work on this area, uh, improve this. Don't pay attention mm-hmm. so much to what you're giving out to everyone else in your life and not only people, but, you know, the, the other areas of life that you pour yourself into, right, is um, with work, et cetera, whatever it could be, everything. And it's a truly, deeply spiritual experience to come back to yourself and say, okay, I'm brave enough to do this. I'm brave enough to face myself. I'm brave enough to say I need this and take that action for ourselves. And, you know, it's been a very scary step for me. Bring her to me. Very scary, but yeah. I'm starting to understand it little by little and you know your your timing with coming on the show sweetheart has been absolutely perfect the irony is mm. that when we start to work on ourselves when we start loving ourselves it, it's like a it's like a ripple effect that just we're putting out this certain type of energy where we're going to start attracting a different caliber and level of guys so if you ever heard that, be that what it is that you seek, be what you seek. So when we start doing those things, those are the type of individuals that we're going to start attracting. We're no longer, if we're broken, we're going to attract people that are broken. But when we do the hard work and we actually go through the healing process and we make ourselves better, then these are the individuals that are going to be, like, magnetized towards us. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Um, yeah, there's a there's many aspects of ourselves. Like the law of attraction. I've always been a, a big fan of law of attraction. Did yeah. you know that you have attracted every single thing in your life up until this very moment? That playing a huge part in my life. So you know, I think about what I put out there, I will receive back. So because mm-hmm. the focus has been on me recently, it's been okay. So okay, okay, it's 
start loving myself a little more. Okay, okay, I'll get that respect back, you know. <laughs> and I'm noticing yeah. that. I'm noticing that taking place. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> It's um, absolutely incredible, but, you know, the fact that you're putting it out there for people to understand this in such a beautiful way as well, ways that people can relate to, and it's 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 gentle, it's empowering, it's so inspiring, darling, it really is. Thank you, thank you, like, and that was, like, my aim, it's just, like, when I sat down, I was just, like, I know that if I went through there, there has to be other women out there going through the exact same thing or yeah. even young girls because there's certain lessons that we learn later on in life and you're like if I knew this in my 20s <laughs> yeah like, you know <laughs> it might have helped me a little bit <laughs> <laughs> I know so many times I'm sure you have Andy as well like you know I'll start oh, saying yes. that if only I knew then what I know now It's so true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, my motto is if only uh, I knew what I'm going to know tomorrow today. You know what I'm saying? Oh, very good. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> because cause what I, what I, and we, we've talked about this. We, 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 we've died. We've dove right. You know, we've talked about this extensively for a while is, is what you do. You know, so many people bring their past and and what they've done and and what they didn't do and and issues and controversy and and obstacles that have that have affected their life. You know, and everything affects your life, whether it's a positive or 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 not, whether it's a negative influence in your life or positive. But one thing is for sure, absolutely a fact, and that is whatever that was, whether it was real or whether it was actually perceived and really didn't happen, but you perceived it as something that happened, right? Uh, right. Is and right. you can go with it. But the fact is however that manifests itself, is it did happen. And the calendar was yesterday, and you can't recreate that calendar for today. So the only thing we can do is look at the empty palette that we have to draw upon tomorrow because it didn't happen. That's the power in our life. That's what we can make. That's where the, that's where the, the motivation, the empowerment, and what I'm going to get done, in, no matter what the arena of your life, no matter what area of your life, it didn't, you can make it happen because you, the whole world is an empty palette starting five, a minute yeah. from now. Because you can't, mm-hmm. you can't go back yeah. in time and, and make and change the way something happened because it already did. Wasting your time watching everybody else. Take my word for it. You're losing time for nothing. So that's why I like to look yeah. in the future and say, hey, what, what am I doing? What did I do? What did I do uh, a year from now, two years from now, five years from now? And then walk backward and figure out how the heck did I get there? You know, I find yeah. that more... That's amazing. More, that's actually amazing, huh? A way to look at it. It reminds me of that book, The Power of Now. I don't know if you read that one. Oh my goodness, no. I was about to mention that, sweetheart. Please carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it is an amazing book, and it talks about how we to train our mind to live in the present moment of now and the importance of doing so. And it kind of gives you the idea, like if you're always looking backwards, you're going to be in regret. And if you're looking too far ahead, you're always going to be anxious. Um, and so it tells you to like, you just to train your mind to focus on the right now at this moment, what you're doing in this moment, in this second, and fully be and resonate with that. Because so many times, like we go through the day and we're so um, overwhelmed and taken over by mundane tasks. Yes. And so it's constantly we're thinking, oh, what am I going to do for dinner? We're never thinking about the present moment that we're in. We're always <laughs> no. thinking ahead. We were like, yeah. oh, maybe I need to go to grocery shopping. I need to do this. I need to do that. And it's so, uh, it was very rare that we sit 
in the present moment and we just sit in stillness with ourselves. Yes, I agree with that completely. Mm-hmm. Excuse me while I mm-hmm. clear my throat. <clears> throat> mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. no, I agree with that completely. Um, I think it was Eckhart Tolle, right, who who did the book The Power yes. of Now. Yeah, I love him. He's excellent. Yes. He has such an amazing He has new earth too. <laughs> yes. He's a great Yeah, author. I know. Absolutely. I mean, uh, when I started reading his work and I started watching his videos, I was like, my God, this this guy gets it. And he really put me in that that peaceful place of, okay, so let's take my mind out of the, the future and the past. Because according to him, the mind only knows how to do one uh, two things, and that's either exist in the past or the future. So it's kind mm-hmm. of retraining the mind to be in the present. And I forget that a lot of the time. I try to do that yes. when... It's usually when I'm struggling with something, I go, okay, Amanda, okay, breathe. Find that zen, please, you know. <laughs> and um, <laughs> remind yourself that everything that you're in right now, that's all there is. There is no past. There is no future. It's been and gone. The future hasn't yet come. Whatever's created comes from this moment. And so yes. I have to remind myself to be in that peace to then bring forth even more peace. And you find that happiness and that joy within you. And, you know, that's when you really start to come to yourself, right? And you discover all those things about yourself, and it's just oh, it's such a beautiful thing. I'm so happy you mentioned that. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorites. I love that book. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's amazing. I don't know if you know much about Eckhart, um, Andy. No, I, I, no? I honestly don't. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh, he's I don't. an amazing guy, absolutely amazing I've, guy. I've got to look into that. I've got, yeah. uh, you know, you... Um, I've got um, some notes here that I, I took from your from your bio, and I'm, I'm impressed by uh, some quotes um, that you have published or that you used to live by or that you admire. And one of them is is by Mark Twain, which I also um, find most intriguing and dive into that and see what that means and where that goes. But one is the two most important days in your life are the day you are born and the day that you find out why. And that's Mark Twain. And uh, and I, I, I wow yeah. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's the soul-searching thing that we all go on, right, to find out our, our meaning for being here, um, to find that purpose. Because let's face yeah. it, we're brought up in a society that teaches you, okay, so go out there, find a job, make a career, live the ultimate dream, and you'll be happy. The truth right. of the matter is you can have all those things, and you you still won't be happy because there's that thing happy. in you that says, yeah, I'm not truly fulfilled by this. Why? I don't understand why. Everybody else seems to be fulfilled, but they're not. That that in itself yes. is an illusion, you know. They they're trying to find that within those things, our outer um, surroundings, and they don't understand why they feel the way they feel. And it's not until you have something like a painful breakup or a serious accident, something that really shakes your world to the core, that says, "Okay, stop, pay attention." You've been yes. feeling this way because and of you this. know what? As sad as COVID has been, I think that that was that that pivotal moment for a lot of people. Like, I think it just shook up the world. And and like how we were talking about living in the present, I think it forced a lot of people to sit in stillness in, in a way that we yes. had not done before. And yes. so like, even for me, I said that it was like a blessing and a curse because yes, all these bad things happened from it. But I felt like in that stillness, it's like I gained so much introspection, just sitting with myself and finally just being able to listen to my innermost thoughts and to be with myself because we we go through the day and we're like, we're never truly just with our thoughts and with our inner self. There's always 
some task that has to be completed. It's such rush, rush, rush. It's such the loudness of the day. Yeah. It, it silences us. And so it's kind of like everybody going back to that side of them and getting in touch with their inner self. And I think yes. that did that. It was like a reset for a lot of people. I'm so on the same page, sweetheart. I've been saying that to um, my loved ones. You know, because it's obviously a huge subject that, you know, everybody's always talking about it. It's everywhere you look. And, you know, I had those deep moments. I sat there and I'm like, yo, mum. <laughs> She's like, what? What's coming next? Because she knows how deep I can be. And... Uh, <laughs> She's not quite there with me. I mean, she has those moments where she'll say, she'll say something and express something that seems quite deep. Uh, giving up on, on, on making sure that they find somebody who smiles when you come home. But then it kind of <laughs> by, bypasses again. You know, we don't really go there with her. And I'm like, you know, this COVID thing, she's like, yeah. I said, have you ever thought about how it's truly affecting the world, its purpose? She's like, hmm, no. Um... <laughs> I was like, okay, so, you know, I tried to touch deeper with her, and I, I think it scares a lot of people to think that deeply. All they see is this nasty virus pandemic breaking out, and that it has no meaning other than it's just evolved, and I respect that. And yes, in that sense, it has. Truly, science and, you know, spirituality <clears throat> quite often go hand in hand, and... um. It, it, it all comes back to what people believe with um, how deep this goes. If every, everything is a lesson in life, whether it, it's all brought to help you come to a standstill. And let's face it, humanity is at that level where we need to step away from fear-based thinking and fear-based actions and come back to ourselves to experience a, a, a deeper harmony within ourselves. And that might sound new age, <laughs> but, you know, I think... This has been the perfect opportunity um, for us to do exactly what you just said. Come back to ourselves and understand that this, this can be something we rise above. This can be an opportunity to really connect with life and ourselves on such a deeper level. And um, I've always seen that as a perfect opportunity to do that. I've gone out and everybody, the world stood still from you know a lockdown and I've been, wow, okay, so look at all these streets I've got to myself when I'm walking. I'm feeling that space and that stillness, and it's yeah. like, wow, this is incredible. But at the same time, I've missed being around people, right, which is a natural yeah. human thing. But I've been learning to appreciate all the positives within the negatives, and that's something everybody's struggling with because we're so focused on what we're lacking. Older people should get up in the morning, go to the bathroom, have a little breakfast, back into bed. That we miss out on what's truly a gift within that moment. Yeah, uh, I I'll tell you what, Ivan. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 I know you're talking about, you know, you got these streets to yourself. I'm in L.A. I live uh, I live to the east of downtown L.A. And uh, I live I live like uh, what would normally be um, about a 30, 35-minute ride to the beach and about a 10-minute ride or less to the maybe five-minute ride to the mountains. So it's a great location. But to the beach would normally can, – can be. I mean, I'm in L.A. It could – you know, that 20, 35-minute ride can be an hour – uh, in normal, you know, no, you know, no COVID, and it could be an hour and a half or more going uh, west to east, you know, back here. And during COVID, I zipped down the beach in 25 minutes. I zipped back from the beach in 25 minutes. I'm like, whoa, whoa, hey, you know, this is, yeah. whoa, whoa. It's but um, 
So uh, I was going to ask you a question. Yes. What was Mandy? What was I going to ask? Do you know what I was going to ask? I was going to ask Hang on, Annie. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Uh... Very important question. I could never answer that. No, I'm sorry. I can't get it. I can't get it. Mm. No, it's one of you. No. <laughs> <laughs> the. Um... So you you actually started your career. You you were doing a a, um, a talk show at one time, right? You were doing a, a talk show co-host for a show early on in your career. Yeah, so we did. It was actually a pilot. It ran like a couple of episodes, and uh, mm-hmm. it been it did not get picked up by the networks, but um, mm-hmm. it was short lived. But yeah, I did do the co-hosting. It was for a show called the Skeeter Murray Show. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was his co-host. We ran about maybe like four episodes. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. 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 And well. how was that for you? Did you enjoy it? I did. It was fun. It was fun. Um, we did got to. I got to sit down with some celebrities, some athletes, and um, musicians, and mm-hmm. just got to interview them and be on the other side of things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's funny because Amanda and I are both. You know, my my normal full time gig is I'm a um, I'm a, a writer and performer of uh, of finger picking blues and and folk and you know acoustic acoustic folk music and acoustic Americana roots music they call it and that's what I you know you know 28 years thousands of shows all over and suddenly it came to a screeching halt and little and and I've been as you said I've been on many I've been on NPR many radio shows I've been on morning television shows as a as a musician as a touring artist and um, yeah. if you'd ask if you'd asked me years ago you know would I ever have this radio show I'd be what what a what? <laughs> a what show? And um, and it, you know, kind of interesting how this program came to be, but um, it came to be as a result of COVID. And um, and here we have this, you know, as I said, two hundred what seventy some episodes now, and we hit a year anniversary on April fifteenth um, of the end of, of the Coast to Coast show. And uh, it's interesting how life just you just you, you don't know you know you step up to the plate and you see what pitch comes in and you, and you hit the ball as far as you can you know well i gotta tell you yeah. andy for me the way it happened for me is, is i've explained this to cornell our coordinator uh, that coordinator. Uh, the week before he asked me to come on to the show as a guest mm-hmm. i was like i speak in, i was like yo universe okay so i've i've got this thing that i really need right now i need i need to find that positivity in my life direction i need something that's going to you know fulfill me um, and uh, it was just all in one moment, and I felt confident in that that question, and then I let it go. And within a week, Cornell then came to me and said, Amanda, we would love to have you on as a guest um, after you know doing some design work for the show. And I was like, wow, okay. And I didn't really think any more of it than that. I just got onto the show. I was like, wow, this is great. I'm a guest. Wow, I've never done this before. This is great. And then <laughs> you know, I was just like, I'm just a designer at the end of the day, you know, graphic designer and. Um, so it was such an experience and a trip and I was just like, okay, universe, I get it now. Thank you for having my back and showing me that once I trust, you know, ask for something and trust enough that, you know, opportunities are going to arise. But of course you've got to be open to those opportunities. And I think that's what happened, you know? It's just like, um, another great one that I love. I love Neville Goddard. Um, and he goes like even deeper with the law of attraction, and he proposes it as like um, using like metaphysics, saying to manifest something in the physical reality that we must make it 
um, exist on multiple planes. So one, we're yeah. making it exist inside of our thoughts. You know, it's like yeah. this seed that we are planting in our thoughts. And with every reoccurring thought after that, we are either watering the seed or we're digging it up. So yeah. we can reinforce that thought or we can, you know, be counterproductive and put the neck, oh, well, that's not going to happen. And then we, you know, uh, negate it forever happening. But we could do one or two things. But if we do that and then we operate in the spirit of gratitude, like the universe, yeah. it's almost like with acting. So the way yeah. that I look at it, it's almost like with acting. When I'm acting and I'm in a role, my body doesn't know if the tears that I am crying are real or fake. It, can't, it doesn't yeah. say, oh, you're acting. This is not real pain. Yeah, your faith. Yeah, yeah. So the same thing, like with thoughts that we put, like our our mind, our body does not know that. Okay, I envision this as myself. This is what I, the thought that I have put in my mind, and this is what I see. It can't differentiate whether that's reality or not. So then yeah. the universe is kind of has no way, no choice but to make that reality. Yes, I'm so on board with that. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I didn't realize I had the ability to connect with that on, on that level. And it's only been uh, in the process of about a year. Um, a little backstory, I lost my father and they quite often say that when you experience death, um, quite often dramatic changes take place in your life, something shifts. And I think there was a huge shift within myself that opened up a way for me to be more fearless and more confident in, in who I was, what I was doing and moving forward in life. And I noticed from that shift onwards that things started to escalate for me. The more I, I was open to these opportunities and, and wanting them, that they were starting to present themselves. And I find that absolutely incredible. That is absolutely amazing. amazing. So yeah. I, I have a question. You you have a um, you you wrote a book called uh, "Setting Fire to the Darkness," right? And that was a more yeah. of a it's a it's a romance, a lot of romance. Uh, is that yeah. is that now is that now if if now I gotta, if I'm going to be in the movie uh, uh, for this, you've uh, when the romance, <laughs> the romance scenes happen, all the lights have to be turned off, and there's no light at all, and, and everybody has to leave the room. Now that being said, oh, when are we going to production yeah. here? Yeah, yeah, see, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so, I, I definitely want to turn that one into a movie. And that one, it, it is, it's like, okay. So I don't know if you guys have, like, Sons of Anarchy over there. Have you ever watched the show Sons of Anarchy? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, yes. so I based the main character off of Jack Teller. And so it's kind of Ooh. like Sons of Anarchy meets Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> oh, I like mm. it. <laughs> Mm. I like that. Uh, what what brought you to that that um those two two aspects? What brought them together? Um so the one thing that I liked cuz you know I am like very philosophical and one thing that I really liked about the Sons of Anarchy and Jack Teller's character is that he was like he was a almost a philosopher in itself. Like yeah. he would do the, the the journals and um and it was a little bit of Greek mythology. I was telling um, Andy earlier that I, when I was growing up, I had this strange infatuation for Greek mythology. So oh, I, wow. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Kurt Sutter actually based that whole story 
on one of the Greek mythology stories where the, the one where the guy falls in love with his mother and kills his father. And it was like predestined that he was going to do this. So he sent his son away, but in the action of sending him away is what caused it to occur. (laughs) Wow. But he he sent him away for when it happened. Um, But yeah, he based that whole show was based, on a story from Greek mythology. Um, wow. Yeah. And I so thought I, that, that was really cool. Yeah. I am like, it around like that. Is it hard to write intimate scenes, do you think? Maybe that's a question to... you should ask China. Maybe, I don't uh, know. China. <laughs> China is so knowledgeable. We, we, we keep having to ask China so many questions, you know? We have. I know. Yeah. But Thanks to Trump. It, it, yeah. Yes, thank you, Donald. Anyway, uh, we, we, we will ask that later. But in the meantime, we have a special guest, uh, Jay Imposin, on the Andy Manor program. Our number is 515-605-9888. Yeah, let's dive right back into that. Rating, rating like romantic, intimate scenes. Uh, that's something I can probably get into. Tell me about, uh, tell me about doing that. What's, uh, what's that all about? How, is that, is that uh, like hard to dive into? I mean, how do you just do, – how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it is. I don't think it yeah. is. I, I, I mean, like, I. Another thing is, like, you know, a great writer once told me, um, like, in anything that you do, to be inspired, you must read. You got to be inspired to write things that are inspiring. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. like, I would ha- just read different books, and the research was kind of, you know, <laughs> now the research part of it. Yeah, that, that was funny. And, like, I think um, I was dating this guy at the time, and I was like, I have to buy all of these toys for research because I need to know what I'm writing about. Wow. <laughs> what was his response? I bet he was like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> and it was so funny because I think we had went on a ski trip. We had went on a ski trip one day, yeah. and I had, like, all of these stuff in, in the room. And he's like, I don't even know how we're going to explain this to housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I, 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 I was I was saying, uh, you know, uh, just uh, show we one of the shows we think last week, week before that I was I, I've done some acting work. I, I never really planned on doing any acting work. I, I I just got into it somehow and met an agent. Next thing you know, I got started getting acting gigs, and and it came to a point where I had to do a romantic scene as part of a setup for a, a show we were doing, and uh, you know. Everybody was on set and all this. This ain't reality TV. Yeah, this ain't reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, 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 yeah, uh, but um, I, I, you know, just being on. You were talking before about about acting and 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 the emotion of crying and other emotions, laughing, laughing as well. And there, you know, it's part of the the sides and it's part of the set that you're in. And, and what I've always thought, and I, I kind of on set. And having done some pilots and some indie movies and some TV shows, not ever having wanting the you know I'm a guitar player you know that's what I do and 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 the show now of course and uh, um, so the acting gigs just kind of fell fell and I got, had an agent and I'd get phone calls and can you do this this and this and I've done a whole bunch of TV shows and and some minor parts and some lead parts in indie films and you know it's been a blast I'm just been a blast because I've kind of been on set saying wow this is I feel like a tourist you know like a like a I should wow this is how they do this this is how they do that but what I've found is this that when an actor acts as part of an audition they probably will not get a call back they probably will not get a call back as opposed to an actor 
I don't even call them actors. I don't even know if that's the right word. I've been wrestling that in my own head. If if that's because wait, you're you're interpreting, not really acting. You're you know a, a successful, effective actor who portrays a character on screen, on the stage, on the TV tube, is is one that their their life affects you. It lands in your heart, not in your eyes or in your ear. But but it really because they can interpret the life of the character that they're portraying, and, yeah. and, uh, and to, to to the point where you know this 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 scene this this character might you know you, they might be in their forties or fifties or thirties, but but the person who gets that role knows that can dive into who that character is to the point where they remember them getting on the school bus in second grade, even though that's never, that's not even in this film. I mean, it never even touches it, but they're so related. It's about the relatedness of, of, of your, of who you're in the scenes with and, and what the story is about and what, what this, where this is going and how you relate to that and how you react to that, not acting in that, because if you can see right through it. And, and we've, all seen, we've all seen movies and TV shows and so forth where we've, we've seen actors and we said, you know what, I, I like the script, I like it. They probably could have done that, that person, although they were obviously talented, whatever, probably not, not the best choice for that role. I, I'd rather have seen this person in that role. And why, you know, why is that? But uh, it's just kind of interesting to me. That's all. And again, I, I know nothing yeah. at all I'm talking well, about. See, so, you know, my, yeah. my coach, he always says, make it honest. Like it's one thing that I will say that I have loved and that acting has taught me is like when we talk about knowing ourselves, that's one of those jobs where you absolutely have to be in tune with who you are. How can you portray other people if you, you don't even know who you are? Um, yeah. But it's a yeah. level of honesty. It's such, like to be a great actress or actor, you have to have such a level of honesty within yourself. And I think that was one of the things that it really taught me. It, it challenged me to be honest. And when you open up that, that doorway to different emotions, um, you, you have to be willing to do that. And even more so, another thing that I was just like, oh, I kind of love, like acting for me is like a spiritual catharsis. There were things that I was feeling that were like probably laying dormant that I thought, oh, I may have healed. And, you know, we all have yeah. those things that we think that we've healed from. And they yeah. present themselves in the most inopportune times. Right? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and um, with acting, it provided a platform. So it's like all of this stuff that's pent up, pent up. And I didn't even know what's there. And it would come out in certain things. And I'm like, oh, at least it came out in a productive way opposed yeah. to later on down the line coming out of some other area of my life. And I didn't even realize that I was harboring that. Wow. That's incredible. You know, interesting. You know, it's interesting to me and, and what I having, you know, here I am playing stages and I'm doing, and I, I never even knew I'd be doing that. I mean, if you would ask me, you know, I started my career as, as Amanda as well, where I started my career as a professional pilot, you know, I've got thousands of hours flying jet airplanes and I remember when I first started playing music and getting a record deal during a pilot furlough, and I was interviewed for this big newspaper, and the, the journalist said, uh, so there, you, know, you were, you know, just a year ago or so, you were flying airplanes around the country, flying passengers, you know, checking, you're traveling, checking in the hotels, seeing the world, and now you're traveling with your guitar. 
Um, what do you, what's the, di- how do you, what's the difference between the two careers? I mean, how do you go from one to the other? And I thought about that. And, and my response was quite candidly, I said, you know, same, basically the same job, just a different kind of microphone. Good afternoon. This is your captain speaking with just a little flight information. Coming you know, up but, uh, yeah. you know we, <laughs> but, but what I found was this having you're on stage and, and I kind of, I kind of dive into even, even being a pilot. And I know we've talked about this, you know, the, the philosophy, the philosophical values of what one does as a career, like dive into what, what drives that? What what's underneath all that? And how does that work? And how does that parlay and and, and convey to life and, and form formulate a direction in your life as something that takes you from not what you do, but who you are. Do you do something for a living or are you who you are for a living? Do you wake up every day and get paid to be you, or do you get wake up every day and you have to go do a job and come home and do a job and come home and you can't wait till your pension comes along? You know? Yeah. And, and and what yeah. what it, what what and so, so it's interesting to me that, that I've used this analogy, and, and I remember doing it as, as a guest on a show myself, and, and we're talking about you know, stage performance and the art of stage performance. And, and I think this applies to being, an, whether you're an actor or a musician, uh, a, a poet on stage, reciting poetry, um, is that you go into a – let's say you're, you're walking down the street with a bunch of entertainment venues, and you walk into one. And you, you sit with your friends and you sit down, you grab a beer or coffee, whatever it is, and there's a musician on stage playing songs. And you, you're quiet for a second and you turn your heads to the musician and they're doing a tune that you like or whatever it might be. And, and you're quiet for a couple of minutes maybe and you hear them and you say, oh, that's good, oh, that's good. And then you start your conversation even though the musician's up there playing. Right? Then you leave that venue. You go to the next venue next door. When you walk in, there's a musician playing in that venue, but you can hear a pin drop. There is no yeah. noise. There's nobody talking. The yeah. musician in the first venue may have actually been of a higher skill level, maybe. But what is it about that second venue? What is it about that musician that engulfed the entire audience, that, that he or she or they had that audience in their palm? Was it the fact that they're playing C, G, and D chords? Well, the, the musician in the first venue may have been playing C, G, and D. Is it the lyrics? Yeah. Do you really listen to the lyrics? I mean, do you really, or do you listen? It, it, it's you know. So what is it about that? And what I found was now there, there you are playing music, and I and I being on stage myself, and having played to thousands in a festival, or playing to forty people in a folk club somewhere, um, it, it's not about performing. And here I am on the guitar, and here's my songs. It's about engaging and sharing your life and getting them in tune, have, expressing something where it, what you're expressing might mean something different to everybody in that audience, but they can relate to whatever that is that you're putting out there. It, it lands in their yeah. heart, not in their ears. Yeah. And, and that's just my, and, and I think, and then when I, when I went on to do acting work, I found myself, wow, th- th- there's, there's a commonality here. There's, there's something, mm-hmm. you know, and, and maybe I might get too, as a performer, you know, I might get too much in my own head about how's all this, this is so cool. How's all this working? Why do people respond? And what is it that you do that makes people respond? And I might get, you know, so tied up in that conversation in my head that I'm wondering, that's why I just sit on the radio and talk about whatever I want to, because I don't have to do it. These are healthy it. questions, though, Andy. <laughs> they are very healthy questions to have, definitely, because they do yeah. open up your mind to go deeper within this and, and access something that you probably, you weren't aware of before. And then suddenly you've come to that and you're like, okay, I get it. I get it. And then that starts developing. And then that, that leads to the next stepping stone of a truth if you want to call it truth you know yeah. i love the, the whole aspect you just delivered there and it's a whole other way of looking at um 
everything else we've just been discussing. Um, that, that got me thinking, Andy, you know? I, I think this is beautiful, absolutely beautiful, and you're right. The, um, so J.M. J. Posen is our guest here on the Andy and Amanda Show. And, and you, do you have any books in the works right now that, that you want to talk about that are, that are coming out anytime in the um, near future? Any, what's next on the horizon? So I do have a self-help book. Um, again, this is another um, one geared towards women. It's called The Missing Crown Jewels. Um, and the, yeah, so it's talking about, you know, certain things. I got in relationships, again, the things that um, may that we may have lost that we're trying to get back, um, just things that we don't even notice, like, you know, and I believe that um, in every relationship, there's remnants. It's these remnants that we have left behind. What are we carrying with us from past lovers and ex- past relationships that we don't even know why we're so heavy internally is because we're holding on to certain things and it affects how we move forward in our decisions with yeah. new mates or new partners. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it, it, it's, um, that's the one that I'm currently working on. It's called Missing Crown Jewels. Um, and yeah, that'll be the next one out. <laughs> Wow, that sounds awesome. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of people are looking for that kind of um, inspiration and help right now because, you know, like I expressed earlier with the transition I'm going through, and I'm not naive enough to think I'm the only one going through it. And I remind myself I'm not the only one going through it. And, um, you know, there's, there's there's lots of things that we can we can do to help ourselves. And I think reaching for a book like yours, sweetheart, would be a great way to start. Thank you. Thank you. Like, that is my aim. I just, you know, I said, um, I feel like I've given this talent, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like the way that I show appreciation and gratitude towards God for the talents that I've been given is that I want to leave this earth and I don't want, I want to use every last ounce of my God-given talent. I don't want yeah. there to be anything left over. You know, and so, like, that's why I pursue everything. Like, I'm trying to do all these different things because it's like if it's in me and I felt like God gave me the ability to do it, then it's my responsibility to do. That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I I feel the same way as you, um, like, boring you. I feel like I'm delivering so much of my life to you right now, darling. We're interviewing you. But, um, you know, (laughs) I... um, (laughs) I, I love helping people, you know, I've, I've spent many years on, on Facebook doing such things, you know, expressing my journey and the positivity that I can bring to other people's lives and how to help them progress, you know, moving forwards. And so um, I totally relate to everything you've just expressed. It's when you, you feel you have that ability to, to reach people or a certain gift like Andy's gift with music or, you know, you being a, an actor, um, then there's ways to touch people's lives and if we're inspired to do so if we feel that inner calling to do that you know and 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 use our gifts to the the highest um degree then i think we're we're not living a life in vain and we're living our purpose and that's a beautiful thing absolutely absolutely i'm on board i support you darling (laughs) (laughs) i rather enjoy it myself (laughs) oh you enjoy it too awesome Yes. How about you, Andy? Yes. Oh, I, I, me, I'm, I'm on board. Well, you know, um, um, this is what, you know, <laughs> what I say is what I say. Where did that come from? Um, no, you know, it's it's, it's really it's, hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. <laughs> 
<laughs> it is. Well, our, our guest is again uh, has been Jay Maposin. I want to thank you for joining us here on the Andy and Amanda show. And it's, it's so great to hear about what you're doing, your accomplishments, uh, not only as a, as a poet, but as a as, a, as an award winning author, as an actor, as a screenwriter. Just fabulous to see. It, it really, really is. Um, and um, it's very you inspiring. Play, yeah. Did you 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 play music? You have an interest in music as well, right? You you play. You play music. You play music. Um, no, I cannot sing to save my life. Can you sing? If I played some Elvis, could you sing along with us? Oh no, Andy. Oh, I, I don't think it would be Elvis. very uh, entertaining. <laughs> Caught in a trap. Do, no, do, oh no, do, do, you do. don't. No, you don't. What? I thought you <laughs> to sing with us, Amanda. You gotta sing. I'm, I'm happy for our, our beautiful guest to sing. However, that song comes on, I'm gonna mute, mute the. Uh, the I would even put on Bruce Springsteen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's more like yeah. it. That's more like it. <laughs> Nothing uh, against yeah. Elvis, but you know that song is tormented me enough. <laughs> oh, well, thank you guys so much for having me again. Oh, it's been a blessing, sweetheart. It's Thank great you to have you on board the show, and, and we'll check in with you from time to time. You're welcome. You're welcome back anytime. We're great to see as your as your projects uh, come to fruition, your future projects, and your acting um, uh, gigs. You know, I, I want to hear about all. We want to hear all all about you, and we, you know, we're going to put some links to your works on our website. And again, uh, uh, J M Posen again is our guest, and her works and and uh, published books. Uh, award-winning author and her published books are available at Amazon and wherever your your outlets are to buy books and published works uh, you'll find works by J.M. Posen and it's wonderful to have you on our show and uh, we welcome you back in the future and uh, it's just your your career and what you've done and um, you know we talked about what your inspirations have been and and you know have your breakthroughs in your career have just been, been fabulous and here you know again we talked about you know being you know, you get up every day, and 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 what who you are is what you do in life. It's not it's not what you do; mm-hmm. it's who you are. You know, it's 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 being. It's not doing; it's being. And I think um, you've been a perfect uh, depiction of, of what of what that is about. You know, your drive and your passion, your commitment. Um, is, I agree. Is it's it's wonderful to to see. It's refreshing. It's great to see. I hope and, our listeners feel very inspired by that and 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 take that example and um, you know can transform themselves. Go out and buy her books, people. Go out and buy her books. They're beautiful. Thank Please you. Do. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Oh, and and, and real quick, because I want do you have a website. Do you have a um, do you have a a website of of that somebody could tune into to. Facebook website, Insta, what do you call it? Infrared again? In, not infrared. No, Instagram, darling. This is Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> so, yes. I, I am on IG. I'm under, um, on Instagram, it's author underscore Giovanna Marie. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm also, like, I have my Amazon um, author's central page. So you, you just go on Amazon and you type in JM Pozon, it'll come up. <laughs> just put it into Google, it should pop right up. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, thank you, sweetheart. Wonderful. I and I would love to uh, again if I you know I want to play a song. Let's wait a minute, I, want, I want to do a haunted track. Do you remember this one? Wait a minute. What's it all about? Oh, <laughs> see with me, folks. Come on out there, Radio Land. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. 
Thank you very much. Thank you, Reginald. Thank you. Oh, that was beautiful landing. Very good. Thank you. You know, I want to get a little sing-along here before we go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really, you know? You know, Thank you. Thank you. Bravo. Thank you. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. Anyway, as I was saying, uh, thank you, Jan Posen, for joining our show today. We look forward to having you back and uh, and all the very best with your uh, continued wonderful endeavors and and your and your and your works that we're about to I'm sure we'll be uh, talking and about in the near future. So again, thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank, thank you. you thank you guys. Thank you both. You take care and look after yourself and we hope to connect with you again in the in the near future. Okay, take care and uh be seeing you guys soon, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd love that. And I wish you every success with all of your projects and uh, endeavors to, to help people. I think it's amazing. And we will be having J.M. Posen back on the show again, folks. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. And uh, we're going to uh, take a little commercial break here. I don't really want to take a commercial break. I think we have to take a commercial. We have time for commercial okay, break. Okay, that sounds good. All right. Well, we got All right. Uh, anyway, we'll be right back after these messages. Again, J.M. Posen, thanks very much for joining our show, and we will definitely be in touch. Take care. Dear Mainland, aloha. My brother and I know all about your to-do list, but have you also considered making a to-don't list? Like don't forget hang time with your ohana. Don't forget to step outside every now and then. And don't forget the big wave golden ale. So maybe you make a to-don't list today, yeah? Put it on your to-do list. Good one, brother. One life, right? Mom, Longboard Island Lager and Big Wave Golden Ale from Kona Brewing. Kona, that's my beer. That's my beer of choice, folks. Kona Brewing. Kona Brewing. I was introduced to it in Hawaii, and um, and um, I've been buying it ever since. You don't have Kona beer there, do you, Amanda? Do you have Kona beer over there? Sadly, Andy, we don't, and I'm very disappointed by this because I hear so many wonderful things about it, and, uh, you know, it gets my taste buds intrigued because I like a good beer. I like to kick back with beer. I'm that type of girl. I'm a beer girl. You know, I don't really go for spirits and, and fancy wines and, and things like that. I'm just I'm just a simple beer girl. Mm, <laughs> yeah, 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 much too rough. Much too rough. Yeah. What's your beer of choice over there? Even, even though we, we, we are partial to Kona beer on the show, we know that, but it's okay. And, and folks, if you haven't had a Kona beer, um, if you haven't tried it, um, go to um, your – local beer distributor outlet or total wine stores the case may be and get a, get the uh, get the variety pack and and you'll get a sampling of all the various beers that they produce there and uh, and I'm I you know, I said I think previously I go to the, to the total wine store and look at all the the different uh, cases of beer they have in the cooler and the, and um, and I want to try something else maybe take a break because I, I get a, a lot of Kona beer and um and I keep getting. I said, man, I'm just going to get Kona beer. Just going to get it again. But anyway, uh, what's your beer of choice there? Are you okay, a beer? So, you a beer? Yeah. Yeah. Are <laughs> uh, you so a yeah, beer drinker? Huh? I mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I am, but I'm not like a. <laughs> I'm not like a heavy drinker. <laughs> I'm more. No, of a, oh, every mm-hmm. now and again, I fancy a beer. Yeah, I'll have one. You know, I try to be be sensible. I've never been. Um, I've never been big on drinking or smoking, so for me, just to go to the fridge every now and again and say, yeah, I'm going to have a beer, yeah, there's one in there, I'll have it. Um, I, you know, for the longest time, I was like, what's the difference between beer and lager? I could never work that out, because as I said, I'm not exactly a connoisseur when it comes to things like that, so, you know, 
when I go to the store, I usually pick out something um, that's it's either a Corona that I like drinking, um, Heineken, quite nice. Um, I drank Budweiser. I was always quite partial to Budweiser, not Bud Light, no Budweiser, but um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and they they're mainly the three that I tend to go for. I do tend to try some um, like ales every now and again. Um, but yeah, that's, that's that's just me. I'm 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 basic when it comes to drinking, really. So you know, I'm I'm a bit boring in that sense, Andy. I'm sorry. <laughs> mm. How was your week? This is Monday. Uh, this is Monday. Yeah. This is the five o'clock somewhere Monday show. Our special guest today has been author poet J M Posen. But I've got to ask you uh, the question, Amanda. How was your weekend? My weekend was beautiful. Um, it was Mother's Day on Sunday, so it was. You know, wow. I, yes. Yeah. I spent the day, you know, um, showing my mama lots of love and affection, reminding her, you know, that she's helped me so much in life, and I'm grateful that she gave me life, and uh, you know, making her feel like the queen that she truly is. So it's mm. been beautiful, darling. Absolutely beautiful. What about, how about how about yourself? Mm. I'll answer the question. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yesterday was my uh, my daughter's twenty fourth birthday. I can't believe it. My daughter's birthday was yesterday. Wow. And uh, yeah, yeah. Happy birthday to her. What a belated. Yeah, something. Yeah, we had a great time yesterday evening. Uh, her and her significant other. Uh, it's funny. Her name is Justine. Her boyfriend's name. And he's a great guy. Her, her boyfriend's name is Justin. So it's Justin and Justine. That's just amazing. Like, they're so cute. I love Aww. those guys. They're great. They really are. <laughs> uh, yeah, JJ, and it's something because, you know, I, I talk about this. You know, it's, you know, I started late in terms of, you know, finding a significant, not finding, I shouldn't say that, finding, I should never found anything. That's a problem. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> see, see uh, of, of getting married and having kids, the whole thing happened very, very late in life for me. Um, yeah. You know, I was I was 92 when I had my first kid. No, um, I was. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, um, but but being able, you know, you know, the you know, first baby is born and and suddenly they're they're 24. And you're like, oh my god. And I, I you remember back in the toddler days and the infant days when you you, you meet people and I lived in a, a high rise and I was a stay at home dad and you're you know you take this baby up and down the elevator out in the stroller for walks and people. Oh, what a cute baby! Enjoy it. It goes by quickly. It goes by so fast. Enjoy it. And you're like, yeah, yeah right, because you're you're with the toddler and the clothes and the naps and the diapers and all this. It, it, we, it goes by quickly, eh? Mm, does it? Yeah. And you snap your fingers and you, and you're 24 years old and boom. And and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. It's just unbelievable. I've been told that you know. And when yeah. I see when I see you know uh, friends who um, and people just in general who have you know newborn infants and young ones and I tell them the same story and, and I say you know people used to tell me it goes by fast and I was like, nah, uh, what? And and you know something, you know, I, I, I my advice to new parents is um, start investing in algebra books now, and and get yeah. you know, brush brush up on your geometry in that algebra when your kid comes to you and says, how do you find an absolute variable of a domain? You're like, what? <laughs> a what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would not be able to that on me. <laughs> a what? <laughs> yeah, that's my so brush up on that algebra, guys, girls. You know, your kid comes up to you and you know what? What does X mean? Uh huh. And, and what? What? What is osmosis, Dad? How would you define osmosis? 
And guess what? You ready for this? I know what it is. I remember in biology, ninth grade biology, Mr. 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 Here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. That wasn't Robinson. Something like that. Mr. My God, I could see his face. I can't believe I'm I'm starting to lose it. Anyway, I remember his voice saying this. I remember him saying this. Test question. Front of the room, pacing back and forth. It's a great, he was a great guy. He's a great biology teacher. You know, a lot of animation, animated. You know, you couldn't help but engage in what he. And that's part of being a good teacher, I think. But anyway, that's another subject. Um, yeah. And he said this: test question, osmosis, selective diffusion through a semi-permeable membrane. That is the answer. Here's the question: What is osmosis? Osmosis is a selective. It's selective diffusion through a semi-permeable membrane. You put that down, you get it right. And I never forgot Whoa. it. Now, what does that mean? Whoa. I have no idea. But <laughs> yeah, you know, you got kind of like a, a photographic memory kind of thing, so you can just take down these notes. But yeah, I, yeah, that's over my head, Andy. I gotta admit. Yeah, I, I, you know, any anybody in science, any any of our listeners who are into science, biology, medicine, and I'm sure I know they're out there, will know exactly what I just said and say, yeah, that's what that's what osmosis is. Now, what does that mean? It probably means that um, it's really hard. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's what all that's what all comes down to. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Don't ask me. Ask China that question. Yeah. What what osmosis is? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, China, Maybe. this one's yours. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so did she have a really beautiful birthday? She enjoy herself. Um. Wish, and I guess that, men sometimes don't know what to say. Mhm. Uh huh. Like, but given that. <laughs> Um, no, she had a great birthday. Actually, she had a lot of friends all all weekend long. She had a lot of friends over, and it just she's so much loved by all her friends. She's a great. I got. I'm I'm not just speaking as a dad. I know it's hard. You know, just objectively, she's one hell of a bright, energetic, fun, quick sense of humor, effective human being. I mean, just you know, just really. I guess so many compliments, and you can't. You know, as a parent, as a dad, you know, and people say, "Oh my God, that daughter!" And both daughters, actually, one one's you know three thousand miles away. Both, but I've been very fortunate yeah. in that the ride as being a parent for me has been absolutely amazing every step of the way. And and I remember holding the infants and and knowing some issues. And not all women, but Amanda might be able to relate because if not you, then friends or something. But when when girls <laughs> typically, and I saw this in my own house uh, growing yeah. up, when girls go through adolescence. It, it can be challenging, uh, and they oh, say yeah. more cha- more challenging than than raising a son. Uh, so I've heard. I, yeah. I've never had a son, but and I've I've always wanted daughters. My whole life, I've always 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 wanted to raise little girls. I don't know, you know. Well, I've always wanted that for whatever reason. But it's always wanted a little girl, and um, yeah. and the and the ride. I didn't, we never had that. I never had that with my girls. It's been just incredible from infancy through their lives. It's just been such an amazingly joyful, get, you know, just enriching experience. And um, yeah. and it's funny because sometimes I'll get a text from my girls and and they'll they'll comment about things they witnessed in life. And in the text will be, I'm just so thankful of how you raised me. And as Aww. a parent. You know, I get that, and I didn't solicit that. That just comes from my girls, you know. And I'm like, yeah. And 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 here's the here's here's the answer to that. 
I, I did absolutely nothing. <laughs> Let them be. They were fine. No. You know, I just did, I did nothing. I, I, I seriously did nothing as a parent. I, I, I've always tempted to, to write a book called Child Rearing According to Me. Or being, or or being, you know, a stay-at-home dad, according to to you know, how how do you do that? And I just, yeah, ser- seriously, just the 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 boundaries of what you could do and what you couldn't do, and what is it, you know, there are certain things in life you don't want to hurt anybody else, and you don't want to get hurt, and not just physically, but emotionally, and mentally, and psychologically, and all those other things too. But just being hurt in general. Yeah. And yeah. outside of that, go ahead and be. Go and go, go be, go explore, go, go do, go find out, yeah. inquire, yeah. never accept an answer. Find, why, why, why is that? Is that really true? Is it really true? And, um, and what's it, what, what makes a story and what, what makes agreement? What makes something true? What makes something true? Is it because I tell you and therefore it's true? Yes. No, no. again, what, Amanda, what is, what is, for example, um, what is osmosis? <laughs> it sounds like some, someone back in Jesus' day. Ah, oh, that's osmosis. Other than that, straight over the head, Abney. Straight over the head. <laughs> I'm ashamed <No>. to say. <laughs> I know what it is. Doggy style for sure. Um, yep. That's <laughs> what it is. Okay. <laughs> I remember that that conversation. Oh yeah, did you fancy some ice cream tonight? You thought? <laughs> <laughs> My definition might be different than your definition, but I learned it was about this doggy style thing happening, you know. But anyway, um, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So you know what? What? What does? We're not done yet. We're not. We're not done yet. Hold on. We're not, we're not. We're not finished yet. What does? Um, what does make something true? Wow. Well, mm. I think. Mm. Hmm. Mm. 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 Andy, you just tripped me up with that question. <laughs> um, Excuse me while I pick myself up off the floor. One second. Okay, okay. I'm up, I'm up. Yeah. Yes. Back in my seat. <laughs> yeah. so, I don't know. Uh, I think um, truth is subjective. Everybody has their own truth and level of understanding of what truth is for them. For example, if you're uh, seeing the color purple and the person next to you is actually seeing the color pink, it's true for them, but it's also true for you, right? It's subjective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think so, you know, multiple truths could exist at the same time. And I believe from many experiences that I've had in my life, what's true for me isn't necessarily true for somebody else. Um, but what makes it true for me is how I feel about it, um, how it pro- helps me progress, move forward, um, what it proves to be for myself. Um, you know, because some truths, they provide evidence. Some truths don't. You have to take them on sheer faith and then eventually they reveal themselves to you, but it, it, most of the time it just triggers a feeling of what feels right. You know, that, that gut instinct, that intuition that says, yes, this, this feels like it's truth for me. And then you follow that and you move towards it. And I think that's why we all have our own truths because ultimately we're all living separate paths from each other. We're all trying to guide ourselves on these separate journeys from each other. 
And um, again, what's going to be true for me isn't going to be true for you, but that truth will lead me in this direction. Your truth will lead you in that direction where you're meant to be. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Right along, I think. Oh, shut up. oh, keep keep quiet, please, please over there, uh, let me, please. Let me hand him a bucket. Yeah. He sounds ill again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, y- yes, uh, I I uh, I, uh, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. But uh, but um, let's we're going to parlay into into that into the news. And how are we going to do that exactly? Um, Okay. And Georgia's just – the Georgia Congress passed a, a, a voting restriction law that makes it harder for people to vote. Right. And um, the uh, – uh, how they did that was they said, well, limiting the uh, the days. You can't vote – if you – early voting means you, you they, they open up the polls. You can actually go ahead and vote. This has been amazing this past election. Um, you can vote. You know, days and days ahead of the election, just you know, avoid the crowds, go up and vote, um, and uh, every day, you know. And they say you can't vote on Sunday. You limiting the amount of days that you can vote ahead of the uh, election, limiting the, uh, the putting placing restrictions on mail-in voting, and all of these, all of these, these aspects, all these items in this congressional bill in Georgia that was passed, um, target, and I'm not saying specifically target, but they target. Minority groups who generally have a more difficult time in getting to the poll and casting their vote for whatever reason, and most of those groups are minority groups who normally vote Democrat. So do you know how we said on the show uh, during um, uh, the the peak of the the COVID crisis when Donald Trump was still president, and he said, uh, well, the reason why there's so many numbers, the reason why we're getting so many positives is because there's so much testing. If we limit the amount of testing, we'll get less, fewer positive results. Right? right? Okay. Yeah. Um, is it true? Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. But, yeah. what is, what is, what, but does it yeah. get to the heart of the matter, the fact that we need to address where this came from and why is it and who's getting affected? Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. The, the, now, here's the deal, that there has never been any – in any state, wide evidence of wide-based voter fraud. A few little single incidents here and there, a few scattered single little incidences. But there's never been any manifestation of this incredible problem that we have in the United States of America of voter fraud. That's never been on the top list of anybody, a problem we got. You know, we've crime and drugs and different things. Uh, but but voter fraud has that been on our forefront of our minds in this country? Never, never, ever has. So the GOP, the Republican Party, says, you know what? Boy, Trump lost this election, and and Georgia lost the the Georgia made the country lose the Senate. Well, why? Well, because so many African Americans, so many blacks turned out to vote. Well, why don't we just restrict opportunities for them to vote, and then they won't win? Yeah. They, yeah. They, instead of instead of take instead of saying, "Hey, we cannot win on our own merit because of our philosophies and political ideologies," that's not happening. That's not. We can't win on that merit. So why don't we just make it harder for the other side to vote, and then we'll win because they'll have fewer voters and we'll win. If if we do less testing, we'll do we'll do have less positive results. Do you see the correlation here? 
Yes. And yes. and you know they're both brought forward by by much. Listen, I've supported Republican candidates. I, I Republican friends of mine say that in many respects are more conservative than any Republican they know, and I understand where that comes from. I, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I'm not an anti-Republican. Believe me, I'm not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but but that being said, um, Republicans their 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 platforms, their primaries, what they speak of does not. Um, uh, sit well with the majority of this country, and it, it does not sit well with the majority of minority parties in this country, and therefore they're going to have a difficult time moving ahead, especially if these – what I think is going to happen, and you're seeing other states follow suits. Of course, the federal government can step in, and, and this can be challenged in courts, and every time this type of thing has come up in court, they've lost. And just because they pass it and hasn't been passed, it went through the Congress. It's got to go through different branches of legislative recurring law, before coming law. Yeah. Um, yeah. It can be challenged in court and will probably lose in court. But anyways, putting that aside, um, anytime this has been attempted in the past, it's not succeeded. But I think if it did succeed, let's just paint a picture of it succeeding and, 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 re- and voting laws a bit implemented have been put in place uh i think it's going to backfire and 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 these the parties that have been affected by this who have been targeted are going to come out and they're going to slam they're going to like a slingshot bounce this right back in their face and not only going to lose they're going to lose by margins they've never seen before you think you're going to stop us from voting it ain't going to work it ain't going to work and we will talk more about that we have uh we're, we're running out of time on our show already my gosh amanda there's so much more i wanted yeah. to get to Wow. Um, uh, gosh, there's a lot I wanted to get to. Uh, maybe we'll come back on tomorrow. Maybe we'll do a show tomorrow, Tuesday. Anyway, if not, we'll see you okay. Wednesday, folks. But uh, <laughs> uh, there's a lot I wanted to get to this show. And it's been great having uh, Jay Imposen on the program. I knew that you know we've had her on, and probably uh, you know, there's a lot of news I wanted to cover that happened over the weekend. But it was exciting having her on. We want to thank her for the opportunity of, Absolutely. of, of having her on the Andy and Amanda show. Yeah. Um and she's a w- wonderful to talk to and learn about her insights and her drive and her accomplishments and her books and poetry. And look up J-M-P-O-Z-O-N, folks. If you missed the interview, wind it back and, and catch what she had to say. It's been great having her on board. Uh, my name is Andy Kimball. We do have Amanda Love on the other mm-hmm. end, on the uh, 8,000 miles away. This is the Andy and Amanda Show. We want to thank you for listening to us live. We want to thank you for chiming into the podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Amanda, take us home. We'll see you next show, folks. Okay, on behalf of Adam Kimball in Hollywood and myself, I'm out of love in the UK. Thank you for being with us and join us again on the next show. Take care, keep smiling, and be safe. Bye-bye, folks. See you next time. Bye, everyone.